Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. Wednesday afternoon. I mean, the heat of summer is upon us. It has us in its grip. But we will press on, and uh, we'll continue to be with you. I mean, most of the country is taking off Monday and Tuesday for um, uh, for the 4th of July. We will work on, all right? There was some movement for us to be off, and, uh, man, there was a big uprising that, that, you know, the that perhaps our listeners would all, you know, would be very upset if we did take Monday off. So that'll be exciting. Aaron, you and I. I mean, it's always kind of fun when you just kind of you just you kind of get a reversal on something like that. So we'll be ready to roll on Monday, and I fully expect the Monday to be joined by none other than Stephanie Sports Corner. If we're working, Stephanie is working. Now, if Stephanie's off, she can be off. It's totally fine. Um, and we would, you know, we would. I think everybody thinks it's a great idea for us to all be off. But uh, hey. What are you going to do, man? We're not the boss around here. So we will uh, we'll be with you uh, Monday. We will be taking Tuesday off. I mean, if, if I mean, I don't know, Aaron. We probably ought to wait till like, Monday night before we uh, plan on that. But uh, that'll be good, and, and we'll have a nice holiday and then be back next Wednesday. Hope everybody was uh, planning a very safe uh, Aaron, well, here's what I here's what I would think is happening with a lot of people heading out Friday, taking off Friday and turning this into a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then maybe they come back to work Wednesday. Maybe they take off Wednesday too. Maybe they just have a two day work week. That's not a bad way to go. I believe the great John Morris is going to be taking a little uh, time off coming up. And, uh, yeah, John uh, John will have a great time. And, and uh, although, Aaron, shouldn't John, from whatever beach he ends up on, shouldn't shouldn't he use the app? Don't you feel like <laughs> he should use the app and I just do so. the show? Oh, man. Uh, okay. Uh, we will roll into today. And, uh, I you know, lots of kind of interesting things brewing the uh, – Tigers and the Rangers will get going tonight. That is a 6.05. We'll get you kind of right into. We'll do a little Big 12 blitz, and then we'll get you right into that. Uh, Aaron, that's probably a 7.05 start, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, that'll be on uh, ESPN Central Texas. I get thrown off sometimes because sometimes on ESPN they have the Eastern time zone. Sometimes they correct it to the to Central time zone. So I think it is a 7.05 kind of normal start now Dane Dunning going for the Rangers tonight six and one 276 ERA Aaron when I hear Evaldi and John Gray for all-star game 
Can you tell me, like, why why is Dane Dunning not up for All Star? Like, I mean, don't his numbers suggest he should absolutely be in the running to to pitch in the All Star game? Absolutely, I think it's right. I think it's just a, a numbers game. They have so many yeah. so many people playing so well. They're just not all going to be able to be All Stars. Looks like. Get Dane in there. I like it. Uh, whip of one point one seven, and uh, and then Aaron, I like I like the Rangers' chances. Let me let me tell you about this young man on the mound for the uh, for the Tigers tonight. And by the way, Steve Smith had been with the Tigers for a few years. Who was on with us yesterday? You'll hear from Steve. We'll play a little bit of that for you in the five o'clock hour. Steve was great. I knew he would be. Aaron, I chose not to get Steve trying to talk because he's out in Auburn. He's not – I mean, he obviously pulls for the Bears, and he said sick them, but it's not like he's getting to watch Baylor. So I, I did not want to put Steve in a situation where he was commenting on this or that or how Mitch is doing or the Baylor program. That seemed kind of – I mean, I know other people would do that, Aaron, but I decided not to. All right? People could say, Mosley, why didn't you do that? Well, that's the reason. I didn't really feel like it was necessary. He's not paying – I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't know the record and he's not checking in periodically, but to ask him to comment on anybody leaving in the portal or coming in the portal would be kind of weird. Uh, but uh, he and Mitch obviously were together a long time, and I think he has great faith that Mitch will get this thing going. Now, Aaron, tonight, the matchup predictor, Rangers, uh, according to ESPN Analytics, 76.2%. 76.2% in the matchup predictor to win. That's an amazing number. I mean, Aaron, baseball, even against bad teams, you know, you never know. A pitcher might go out and have a rough night. You never know. Um, the, they're only giving the Tigers a 23.8% chance of winning. Now, this guy I was about to tell you about um, Wentz. Let me tell you his name. Joey Wentz for the um, for the Tigers. He's 1-8. With a 672 ERA, a whip of 158, 1.58. Aaron, I mean, th- you got to get the guy off the mound at some point. Like if he's 672 ERA, he's thrown <laughs> 67 innings. I mean, do you, are you just that bad? You're just like, ah, just throw Joey out there again. 25 years old, he's a lefty, um, and. Let's see, away game. <laughs> Aaron, I got some more stats for you. As people get ready to listen to this game on our air tonight. We have, Aaron, the Rangers are playing Monday and Tuesday day games, 1 o'clock. Wouldn't that be great? We'll have Tuesday's game, of course, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Um, on the away games, Aaron, 1-5 in five with a 748 ERA. <laughs> I'd like to look at his splits because that suggests to me that at home maybe he's okay. Uh, let me look. I'm gonna look at his last. Let's see. Six twenty. He went out six twenty. He lost four to one. Five innings pitch. He gave up three earned runs. Okay, that's not that bad. He pitched again against the Twins on uh, June seventeenth. Six innings, two earned runs. Right, Aaron. All right, I'm, I'm going to have to take this back. He went four and a third and gave up two earned runs. 
back the previous start to that, the guy's actually been pitching okay in his past two or three starts. All right? So I was just going back and looking at Joey Wentz. And um, and I was trying to see where old Joey's from. I'm going to guess. Let's see here. Uh, oh, birthplace. Lawrence, Kansas. All right? And uh, that's who's pitching for the Tigers. Aaron, I believe you know exactly what time it is. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Europe Services, Mission Golf Cars, Myatt Fuels, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, and Texas Cuisine. Here she is. Making her way into the broadcast area. <laughs> and uh, Stephanie, we are very pleased to have you. Thank you. On this hot summer day. Mm. I mean, we have just, it's tough. It's, it's hot. Tough. You give me the Waco. What do we got, Stephanie? Are we looking at 100? We are looking at, I think it's 99 right now with the All index right. about one. Oh, it's 101, and the heat index is about. 118, I think. Yeah. Wow. It's hot. How hot is it there? 99? Well, I'm just right on the outskirts, Stephanie, of Central <laughs> Texas, okay? So you're probably yeah. at 100. Uh, yeah, I'm just right <laughs> down the road from you. Yeah, <laughs> so you're probably at 100. I, don't, I do not like to give my location, ma'am. <laughs> um, always floating around Central Texas. Many, A lot of times I like to kind of be right there in Salado. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, it's about, it's about the same. Yeah. Got the same, yeah, where I am right now, and uh, had a had a big trip planned for uh, Monday and Tuesday, <laughs> Stephanie, and I had a nice little thing that I put together real quick for my family, and then I don't know, there was a reversal on a decision, and uh, oh, the old Mosley family has been grounded. Uh, the oh, trip, oh man, the trip no longer happening. All right, because goodness gracious, if. If I take more than one day off in a row, it really is. I mean, I do think the entire eminent uh, <laughs> broadcasting family would just come crashing down. All right, uh, <laughs> Stephanie. Yes. What do you What do you have in in store for us today? Well, so I saw this story, and I just wanted uh, to share it again. I think it's worth repeating. Uh, I just think it's great. So I love football, and I am you know we're all gearing up for football, college, pro, but. There is nothing better than watching a high school football game. Okay. And I, and I saw this story, and this is a football player at University High School right here in Central Texas. His name is Eric Grooms. He's going to be a senior this upcoming year. And you want to talk about a kid that has overcome adversity. He lost his hearing at age three. So his right ear, he's completely deaf, and his left ear is only at 50%. But he's always loved sports, his mother stated and um, in an interview. Her name is Anna Towns. And he is just one of those kids that will do anything, try anything, goes after his dreams, regardless that he is deaf and has a disability. He's um, a leader on the football team. He encourages and motivates the other players. And his dream is to be a coach one day and to come back and be a coach at University High. And so I think that is really cool. He also wants to work with deaf children and show them that they can overcome any obstacle that they that faces them in adversity and just to lift them up and say, you can do this. 
And then Coach Johnson, you know, is the new coach out there at university. He also was, was interviewed about him, and he said, I wouldn't trade this kid for the world. He's a great leader on my team. He's an inspiration and a motivator to other players. So, Eric Grooms, I'm proud of you, kid, for all that you have overcome, and you're out there, and I'm going to be watching you this season in the University High School as you play. So, I just thought I needed to share that. So, if you're having a bad day, keep on going. If you got a dream, go for it. So, I just wanted to share that cool little story with you, Matt. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that in uh, folks that are uh, that, that overcome. And, uh, man, there are a lot of excuses sometimes people throw out there for why they can't do this or why they can't put in the work. Mm-hmm. And there are people that have incredible hurdles that they uh, that they somehow overcome and end up uh, flourishing. Give us that name again. And I love the local connection. And you're right. That's Karon Johnson out mm-hmm. there. Uh, he's moved over from Midway to University, and uh, and and the young man's name. And then, what year is he? He is a senior, okay. and his name is Eric Grooms, G R O M S, and uh, he's a special, special kid. He really is, and I um, I'm going to keep my eye on him this season. And I just think it's great that you know people go for your dreams. What position does he, does he play? Um, I think he is a defensive is defensive back, lineman or de- right. he's on the def- he's a deep fender. I know that. Um, I didn't actually get his position, but um, right. you know they're actually starting up. You know practice already. I think they're doing um, they're in the weight room right now, and you know uh-huh. I'm assuming they're practicing in the morning because it would be really hot right now to do two a days. That's all I'm saying. But. Yeah, now two a days won't start up for a little while as we get a little closer to the beginning yeah. of school, uh, I, probably early August. And they don't totally, I don't even know if the UIL allows two a days, but boy, those, you're right, those were tough. You tried to get one in the morning, you were back there in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That was the way we all kind of came up uh, playing. But uh, I think they've, they've called some of that off, and now they kind of have more meetings and things like that. But uh, you're right that they're gathering and doing a lot of uh, weightlifting mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Conditioning. Conditioning, yep. And um, it's nice, by the way, Midway sitting out there with that those gorgeous uh, bond packages. and uh, They've got that indoor facility, and uh, that's, that's a nice deal. I don't know if they pump. AC in there and get a little steamy at times in an indoor facility like that, but it does help. It does help during right. the uh, the heat of summer. They can put some fans. They've got some giant fans and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, to do. But uh, well, Stephanie, good stuff. Good Thanks. for you, man, for yeah. kind of getting out there, uh, beating the pavement, so to speak, and coming <laughs> up with a really nice kind of off season type story. The young you. grooms. Okay, yes. I'm going to have my. Uh, I will have my eye on his uh, season this year, and we would uh, like to highlight. And now, Stephanie, those TV people will try to go out and do a story. Don't you know? They've heard that. And they're all like Nicole Sheeran and Curtis Quillen. They're all out there just like, okay, Eric. Yeah, there are a lot of them out there. And University High did pretty well last season, so – that's that's um, uh, that's a fact. So I'm anxious. I'm really anxious for high school football this year. I really want to see you know how our local schools around here, China Springs, West, Lorena, uh, University, 
I I can't wait. I'm I'm getting yeah. excited for it. So. Yeah, China Spring is the defending state, state champions. That's right. Okay, so it'll it will be great to see what they're up to. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank Good work. Thank you. Thank you. Stay cool. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> never been my problem. I uh-huh. mean, it is the uh, the Stephanie Sports Quarter, and uh, next. We've got we got Dallas Morning News uh, Joe Hoyt with some really interesting NIL news. We'll talk NIL with Big Joe next. This is ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake or campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're coming off a great used car month, and that means we need trades. Cars, trucks, SUVs, we'll pay you top dollar whether you're trading or not. But if you choose to trade, you'll get $1,500 trade assistance towards any purchase of a new Silverado. So trade with people you can trust without all the gimmicks that can save you thousands. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7, turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're far feet away, McGregor. We treat you like family. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. My house has a new Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. Also, they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's right, 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free 
in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now here again is Matt Mosley. It's Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Joined by Joe Hoyt right now, Dallas Morning News. Joe surviving the Dallas uh, heat wave that has taken, it's got everybody in its grip right now. Uh, Joe, welcome back to the uh, to the program, has the NCAA sent any more memos this afternoon? They've got a. They've been very active in sending out these memos, and I was glad that you were able to intercept one of those memos or get your hands on it at least. All right, and but welcome back to the Mosley Show, Joe. Yeah, thanks, Matt. They sent me a memo today warning me not to go to the Fallout Boy concert I'm going to tonight because <laughs> it might be too hot. But you know, I think uh, I think I'm going to do my own thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the Fallout Boy concert taking place? Uh, Dos Equis Pavilion uh, in Fairmark. So it'll be awesome. So you will have some exposure to the elements at Dos Equis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there may be some little, some of those, uh, some of the places where you can get some to eat. There may be some AC. You could duck in there every once in a while. I think if you could hear okay, I would just stay in one of those little areas. I would just, <laughs> I would just find a, an a, some AC and stay in there. This is an interesting uh, stuff. The what's going on with the legislature um, and and the NCAA right now, and Texas puts through a new law on Saturday, which was HB two eight zero four. I mean. Joe, we can't get Congress, we can't get our state legislature to do much. But when it comes to protecting NIL and it comes to college football, they tend to move in a hurry. They, they can kind of make things happen, if you haven't noticed. And uh, it changes uh, the law to uh, essentially allow colleges to interact with collectives and other third-party entities. Now, Joe, the Aggies are way ahead of the curve on this. Aggies have been doing this now for how many months? I mean, they've kind of been going down this road for about three months, so obviously they knew this thing was coming. Um, do they, any of these memos from the NCAA mean anything to any of these schools? I, I have to say that Baylor, at least, ha- kind of, when NCAA made some threats, Baylor did back off on a couple of things. It does not seem like our state schools have backed off on anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect... Well, clearly, I don't expect A&M to, to back off because they did it before this was even state um, in the state legislative um, you know, discussion. Um, but I don't expect Texas to back off. I think other schools may kind of, you know, maybe pump the brakes a little bit, because if you think about it, we're still in June. 
Um, you know, football season's still a little bit around the way uh, in terms of recruiting. The transfer portal pretty much is done. I mean, it's done, so you don't have to really recruit there. Long story short, I expect this kind of to be a, a wait-and-see period for some schools, but um, I don't expect that for uh, Texas and Texas A&M. You know, I was talking with uh, North Texas's athletic director, Jared Mosley, today about it, and he's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're definitely going to kind of pump the brakes a little bit in light of the NCAA's memo and kind of see exactly where things stand as we head towards football season. Yeah, tell Cousin Jared I would not pump the brakes for long. You know, I mean, they're already losing enough players to the transfer portal, NIL, other reasons, so he needs to kind of stay with it. That Matador Club is interesting, isn't it? That Texas Tech, um, and you talked to, uh, was it Cody Campbell? I mean, by the way, you know how much those Campbell's uh, brothers or Campbell, do you know how much they're worth, Joe? (laughs) <laughs> that's, uh, when, that's... You, when you start talking natural gas, I think uh, the, the idea is it's a lot. So. I mean, it may not be Jerry Jones money, but they're knocking on the door. Um, and it's interesting, their approach, which has been they, they now, as you talked about, want to get up to 120 football players on the roster, $25,000 per year in NIL benefits. You've seen SMU do something like that. Do you think that's the template, Joe? Or do you do you feel like more and more teams are trying to go across the board? And of course, for a star, occasionally they're going to have to go higher. I mean, you're not you're yeah. not going to get the five star athletes is saying, "Hey, we're going to pay you the same as some of these walk ons over here." Yeah, no, I don't think Bijan Robinson would have been solidified or satisfied with ten thousand dollars. But I, right. I think in terms of public kind of knowledge, I think that that's something that a lot of the collectives are going to really kind of base their reputation on is, Hey, you know, no matter what you come here, you get paid everything else after that, you know, maybe it depends on what the local dealership has in mind in terms of a car, you know, or, or anything else that's outside of the collective. But when it comes to the reputation of the collective, you're going to get a base salary, you know, and I think that's kind of what they want to base their reputation on. And it's, so so it's not a question in terms of recruiting, you know, because I think a lot of kids, whether it's through the high school ranks or the transfer portal, one of the first questions is, what are my NIL options? And for some of these collectives, they don't even want it to be a question. Yeah, and some of these coaches have changed their tune a little bit. I think that was off-putting at first when kids asked that. I think now, if coaches want any chance at a lot of these big-time players, they, they that's that's a fair question from an ath- a student-athlete. Early on, you heard stories of coaches showing them the door when they were asking for that kind of thing. Did you get a kick out of the fact that the Aggies both lobbied for this new law and wrote it? I mean, I love the fact that, and again, it's about sometimes who you have elected, who do you have lobbying for you, who do you have, you know, politicians on your side. But it does seem like the Aggies had a major head start in part because they've been lobbying and they had a big hand in writing this law. Um, I, I, I find that kind of uh, a little bit humorous. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was a great story from the Eagle, um, you know, to, to kind of get that on record. And, and I, I, find it, I find it interesting because you kind of mentioned earlier, Matt, like, hey, when it comes to football, you know, people will move fast in the legislature. And I think it's true because ultimately without federal guidance and without NCAA, you know, actually kind of having a little bit of bite with their bark, uh, in terms of oversight, then you have state by state different playing fields. And ultimately, what do a lot of states want? They want their schools to do really, really well in football and basketball and whatever sport it may be. So ultimately, I think as long as you kind of have this uneven playing field, 
that people are going to do what they can to ensure their state schools are in the best position to succeed. Joe Hoyt joining us, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And Joe also follows uh, SMU. You know, Joe, how proactive. It does seem like SMU's had fun with the NIL. They've leaned into it. I I think maybe they're a little bit like tech in that they've tried to have a broad-based kind of we're going to take care of a lot of the players. Has, has, Has NIL actually been pretty helpful to the Mustangs? Obviously, the portal has. Feels like they've handled the portal pretty well, and and is is SMU not held hostage by some of those academic things that used to get uh, in the way of them getting players in there? Do you feel like they've gotten a little bit of relief in some of those areas? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I think there are still athletes that don't get in due to grades. That they had one, you know, recruit not get in this past year. Um, that ended up going the junior college route. Um, but I think that, that that's not a you know Stanford or Northwestern-esque kind of issue. Um, but I think in terms of NIL, I think it's it's a great thing for SMU, and I, I think anyone would probably guess that too. I mean, they've got a lot of money there. Um, you know, I, I've uh, uh, one of the, the head of the collective here at SMU uh, talked to John Canzano, a columnist out there on the West Coast, uh, who in Pac-12 country, and they believe that they'd have the second best NIL pool and budget in the Pac-12 if they were to get in, only behind only Oregon, um, which is saying something when, it ta- when you start talking about Phil Knight. Um, but I think SMU, is they believe that they can recruit at a Power 5 level. I, they believe that they have a upper-tier NIL budget in terms of Power 5 discussions, and I think that ultimately they hope that it actually translates to, to some success this year. What do they? What do you think SMU thinks of what San Diego State's going through right now? Waiting for the Pac-12, needing to get this extension, not being granted by the Mountain West. I would think the Ponies are taking notes on what San Diego State's up to right now. Do we think the Ponies in San Diego State are talking to each other and and maybe doing a little advanced planning? What do you? What, what do you? What are the SMU folks kind of learned? from what they're seeing San Diego State, uh, the process they're going through right now? Yeah, I think that's a great question because those two have been tied kind of hand-in-hand since the realignment discussion started almost a year ago now, which is kind of insane. But I think SMU is probably happy that they're not in the position that San Diego State is because due to you know exit, exit contractual language with their conferences, San Diego State had to do this in order to you know, save money in terms of an exit fee that they'll, that they're going to have to pay eventually. Um, you know, if they, if they let this go past June 30th without noting, notifying them, uh, they'd have to double their exit fee from 16 and a half to $33 million. SMU, meanwhile, doesn't have that. The exit fee parameters for the American Athletic Conference is um, just 18 months notice. And I believe eight to eight or $10 million, forget the exact on that. Um, but ultimately we already saw a precedent if a team wants to get out early, they just have to negotiate with it, um, kind of like Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston just did to get to the Big 12. And that ultimately cost them about $18 million spread out over a few years. So I, I think SMU, you know, people wondered when San Diego State did their, you know, resignation notice, like, hey, is SMU going to do that? And they don't have to. <laughs> so they can, they're in a position where they can kind of, you know, let things go as they may, rest, let the Pac-12 figure out on their own terms. And then whenever the Pac-12 is ready, they'll be ready to go too. It almost, you know, it does seem a little bit from my perspective that 
it almost feels inevitable at this point uh, for SMU to the Pac-12 and likely San Diego State. And I think we're just kind of awaiting until the first shoe actually drops. You kind of looking forward to some of those trips? I mean, I or, or are you going to – that'll be about the time you probably uh, stop covering the Mustangs. You finally get them into Power 5 and you'll you'll move on to like full-time Rangers or something. Are you are you planning to keep one foot into that, that whole SMU scene at least for now? As a as an Oregon alum, I'd love a trip uh, back back home every once in a while. <laughs> you know, whether it's Stanford and Cal to the Bay Area, or back back to Eugene or uh, Corvallis. But no, I think uh, I I mean I think that would excite a lot of fans here in SMU territory. Um, the ability yeah. to go take some of those trips. I think so, and uh, we're still mad at Oregon. By the way, uh, no, they flipped that quarterback Novasad, Austin Novasad. Novasad. Yep. A name that should not be said above a whisper uh, in these parts <laughs> across Central Texas. I don't, I don't know how Novosad's doing there, but he he kind of waited until the last minute. And I think that UTSA uh, guy that became the offense coordinator there at Oregon played a pretty giant mm-hmm. role in that, and maybe some NIL. Who knows? Maybe the NIL uh, truck arrived on time. But uh, anyway, it's. Uh, that's we, we we avoid that topic. I don't know why I brought it up. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say Oregon, so I had to, I had to, I had to interject I that. You. Yeah, yeah, you I did. You. you did. <laughs> well, Joe, stay cool and stay alert. You never know when realignment will 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 jump up. And isn't it funny following all these these Twitter? I mean, it's like you almost want to unfollow some of these people, but you're like, well. The 50 things they throw out, maybe they'll get one right, right? I mean, just some of these random people. Now, you know, like Canzano, and, and so they're legit. You know, the other guy out there that writes a lot, he and he and Canzano do that show together. They're, they're legit people. Now, is it Pac-12 uh, angles? Yes. Are they kind of more positive than most about the Pac-12? Yes, they are. But it is funny, isn't it, Joe? These random Twitter handles that just go off. I mean, just – I mean, they – they they suggest stuff's going to happen any minute, and and much of the country then runs with it. Like, oh wait, did you read what somebody Jason Shear somebody said? And it's like, wait, <laughs> who is this person? Like, why does this person have any following whatsoever? But anyway, as long as you have a Twitter, and now of course it's confusing because some of us, you know, we don't. You got to pay for your little uh, Twitter thing now. You know your I your know. little check mark so it's all strange all right joe well listen have a great one appreciate it. I, I enjoyed your story and i thought that was i thought it was interesting and and uh and i i appreciate you being on with us of course matt always happy to talk with you all right there he goes joseph hoyt dallas morning news my old stomping grounds aaron that's uh the aggies i mean it that's just so funny the Aggies lobbied for that law. They wrote the law, and then and then it went into it, it, Saturday just kind of quietly. I mean, nobody's like, "Hey, did y'all see that? What went down Saturday? Did y'all see the new law, House Bill, whatever it is, two eighty four? It shows up, and what does it do? It protects Texas A and M and the University of Texas, and to a lesser extent, Baylor, some of the private schools. But you heard what he said. You got the UNT. Um, AD saying, oh, we're going to kind of tap our brakes a little bit. Aaron, you can't be tapping your brakes right now. Like, how how can you dare tap your brakes? The NCAA is as toothless as it's ever been. 
I mean, they, they, they have no power, and they're just sending out memos left and right. This House bill goes out Saturday. Within like 24 hours, a memo is floated out there. If, if a state law and an NCAA law are in, um, you know, in, in contention, basically, if they're at odds, you, the NCAA law is going to trump it. You think A&M or Texas – or Texas Tech care anything about that? Oh, they, oh, really, NCAA? <laughs> Y'all's law trumps the state law? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, because think about how quickly they would take that thing and get that thing into court to uphold the state law. The governor signed it in. Oh, my gosh. It, it, the NCAA is just completely trying to play catch up, and it's useless. Uh, we, there's no turning back. All you can do is try to like come up with something moving forward. But to, 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 to the only person they've gone after is those Miami, those, those, uh, uh, you know, the, the Cavender twins or whatever their name was. That's the only punishment anyone's gotten for NIL basically. And I don't even know what they did. It was like their TikTok stars. And then they went to Miami. They made the elite eight. Now they've retired and gone into TikToking. They they had one more year of eligibility. They they decided to go TikToking. I mean, I, and 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 they, they they I think suspended them for a few games and suspended the coach at Miami for three games. Aaron just like when Bill Self got suspended for three games, did it hurt <laughs> anything? No, they didn't care. They didn't care. All right, uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron and I sprinting toward a holiday weekend. And um, but next, it is time for campus confidential. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at syntechsportsfan.com. Introducing the new BOB Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The BOB Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for forty dollars. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Life can be full of risks. One hey, thing folks, you shouldn't take a risk with AAA. ever. We're coming off a great used car month, and that means we need trades. Cars, trucks, SUVs, we'll pay you top dollar whether you're trading or not. But if you choose to trade, you'll get $1,500 trade assistance towards any purchase of a new Silverado. So trade with people you can trust without all the gimmicks that can save you thousands. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7, turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just hard feet away, McGregor. We treat you like family. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. Worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-659-7540. 800-659-7540. 800-659-7540. That's 800-659-7540. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at TurnerChevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Ah, yes. It is Campus Confidential. As we roll on on a Wednesday afternoon, and um, well, Aaron Sexton has been hard at it, and he's been kind of looking up and down. And Aaron, I, I, I think I forwarded. I was meaning to forward something to you. It was, it was some portal news that came out this afternoon about the the rules with portaling. Did you see this, Aaron? I did not. Go ahead. Okay, so. Oh, just a few minutes before we came on today, uh, Nicole Auerbach from The Athletic had a story that what the NCAA is looking to do at some of its meetings right now is take the, um, is take the portal and reduce it to 30 days. The, the, the window for the portal in every single sport would only be open for 30 days. Now, Aaron, I, 
on first blush, I'm like, that's probably pretty good. I mean, you know, it, it gets kind of carried away. But now we have, for sports radio purposes, we, we get a lot of mileage <laughs> out of the portal. Now, some of these people, Aaron, I'm noticing right now, this is going to be fascinating to see what happens. There's a lot of people that are transferring again. They've already transferred once. They haven't graduated, so they can't automatically go somewhere else, and they're looking for a waiver. And I, I think the NCAA may be about ready to kind of put its foot down and stop granting all these waivers. And I'm talking about not the one-time only portal kind of thing, but, Aaron, these, these folks are waiting. I mean, think about the Texas 2023 class. That kid decommitted weeks before he was supposed to arrive on campus, okay? And, 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 and these other things, I mean, it's just kind of remarkable what we're seeing, how we're seeing all this play out right now. So I, uh, I am – I'm fascinated with it, but um, I, I think, Aaron, I think overall, if the NCAA were able to truly only have 30-day windows instead of, like, two months of it, maybe it would be a healthy thing. Would you be on board with basically every sport only having a 30-day window for the portal? As, as a... College athletics fan, yes. As someone who reports on college athletics every day, no, because we're it's we're in the you know at the end of June, almost July, and we've still got transfer portal news. As a matter of fact, that's one of my top stories today. So selfishly, I, I like it, but it would probably be better if they had yeah. one one month windows for for transfers. Yes. Yeah, I agree. All right, what else do you have? Well, the. Arguably the best player left in the transfer portal for men's basketball has made his decision. Former North Dakota State center Grant Nelson has chosen to play for Alabama next season. Nelson averaged 17.9 points, 9.3 rebounds for North Dakota State last year before deciding to enter the transfer portal and now will join the Crimson Tide. Well... That guy was interested in Baylor. For whatever reason, it, it just it wasn't going to work out. Uh, I know a little bit about that, but I, it just wasn't going to happen. Uh, the Bears liked him, good player, and I, I think he had a genuine interest with Baylor. But um, I'm just glad, Aaron, you know, Alabama really seems like it could use some help. You know, they really seem like they're struggling for talent there. And, uh, and he'll be able to go post up there for Nate Oates. It is kind of a remarkable. Brandon Miller just went number two overall in the draft. And Alabama, uh, at some points this past year, was number one in the country. In fact, Aaron, were they the number one seed in all of uh, uh, the NCAA tournament? Were they the number one overall seed? Yes. Alabama? Should maybe? have been Kansas, yeah. but Alabama was. Yeah, yeah. So... Can you imagine they get like a 6'11 dude or 6'10 guy who can dribble, who can shoot the three, who can pass, who's skilled? Um, it's, a, it's a case of the rich getting richer, okay? You just stay off that strip. That is a uh, – that Alabama. Aaron, I'm uh, – we're, we were thinking about going through Tuscaloosa <clears throat> on a college trip. Obviously, I hope my daughter goes to Baylor – 
like a lot of our family members, but, you know, I'm going to let her kind of look around at different colleges and everything. But, Aaron, I, I got to tell you that the more I read about Bama, it worries me a little bit. That Bama, some of that nightlife around there. So, I don't know. Aaron, do you think I should do, like, a, when I go through town for a college visit, go out on the strip just by myself to check it out, see see what I think about it? That would just be due diligence, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Most maybe maybe tweet about it, put some pictures up. I don't know. I, I, run it by the missus and see what she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anybody listening that has Bama ties, is that like a fun area or is it truly kind of a dangerous area? Obviously, we know what happened involving a uh, Alabama player, and we know uh, a young woman was murdered uh, out there. But again. Bad things can happen at a lot of different college campuses. But what is the the strip in uh, Tuscaloosa? Is that a fun? Has it been fun and safe in the past? Or has it always been a little iffy? Let us know, okay, if you've got some Bama ties, you've got some SEC love in you. I wonder what, what do you think, Aaron, if you just had to spitball it, what do you think is the most fun college on, on of all the SEC schools? What do you think is just purely – the most fun campus, and you can include the college town. All right, I'm not just saying, but where? Because I've got, I've got maybe my pick for the most underrated. But where would, where would you go if Man. you were picking SEC, the most fun college community? I would probably guess Florida. Interesting, Gainesville. I know Gainesville is not a huge city, but I have a feeling they, they have a good time on Florida's yeah. campus. See, I kind of think Auburn, because it's kind of a, I think it's a little like Waco, although it's not as big as Waco, I don't think. Smaller place. I Something tells me Auburn would be fun. I know Baton Rouge is kind of fun. I would see Tennessee. Like, I think maybe we might pay a little visit to Tennessee. But uh, you know where our hearts are, Aaron. That campus over there on the banks of the Brazos. Absolutely. Baylor University, Pro Ecclesia of Texana or something. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like Greek stuff or whatever it is? <laughs> Latin? I think it's Latin. Pro Ecclesia. Pro Texana. Yeah, Pro Texana. All right, Aaron, what else do you have for us in Campus Confidential? The NCAA has amended its penalties for student athletes who violate the association's gambling policy, increasing leniency and in some cases facing punishment on the amounts that were wagered. The Division I Legislative Committee today ratified guidelines for reinstating student-athletes who violate sports betting rules. Student-athletes found to have engaged in activities to influence the outcome of games they're involved in or provided information to individuals involved in betting will face potential permanent loss of eligibility. Student-athletes who bet on their own sport but but not involving their own school are subject to the potential loss of half a season for all other wagering violations. The cumulative dollar amount of the wagers will be taken into consideration when determining the punishment. Bets of $201 to $500, for example, could result in the loss of 10% of a season of eligibility, and it goes up from there. So uh, more wacky (laughs) decisions. From the NCAA today, this time no, on the game. Wait, wait a second, because 
obviously that Alabama story was huge with that coach getting caught. Are you saying, like, gambling on anything? If if they play somewhere in that, that range you just said, like 200 to 500, they could lose 10% of their season. Obviously, you can't bet on your own sport. No, that- but. Is this is this for anything? Like, could they, what if they were betting on the NFL or something? You just you simply as an amateur amateur like uh, college athlete, you can't you just can't gamble on stuff. That is correct, according Period. to NCAA. Uh, and and what you were talking about, gambling on their own team would result yeah. in obviously big time. Yeah, yeah they be, they would lose all finished. their eligibility. Yeah, but what about playing fantasy football? What if they have a pot like the rest of us and they put, um, you know, each of them put 50 bucks in, 20 bucks, whatever. I mean, I remember a Baylor pitcher years ago, um, literally they were doing a March Madness pool and the winner, the the winnings were going to go to some mission deal. I remember the pitcher's name. Sadly, he ended up getting in a bunch of trouble, so I don't want to mention his name. But he got, um, it was, he was playing for Steve Smith and them and in one of those regionals, uh, I can't remember. His, I don't think it was a super regional. I think it was the first. It was the regional. He didn't get to pitch because he got, you know, because in a story, somebody was interviewing him, and he said, yeah, for my church, um, we did a, a March Madness pool, and the NCAA came in and ruled him ineligible for that for that deal. So I don't know what the rules are on, like, a March Madness thing. Surely they don't. I, I would imagine that's just like, you know, keep that to yourself. If you want to do that, we're not going to like. But technically, I guess that would be a violation, wouldn't it? A f- f- fantasy football and March Madness pools? It Since it doesn't mention it in the article, I don't think so. For the NCAA, I know the NFL, it's absolutely prohibitive because they're going to sus- suspend some players today. And the article I was reading about that specifically mentioned Obviously, they can't bet on their own team, but you can't bet on team facilities, team flights, uh, NFL games at all, and you can't play daily fantasy football. But um, it, the article didn't mention anything about fantasy uh, as far as NCAA rules. I don't, that's just that's wild that you can't. I guess the players really can't do fantasy football because, in a sense, they you could suggest that their performance. You know, they were, if what if their team they needed him not to to score that many points that week? That would be very weird. I haven't even thought about it like that, but that's uh, that's kind of a weird uh, a weird concept. All right, what else do you have for Campus Confidential? New Mexico State has agreed to pay eight million dollars to settle a lawsuit involving two basketball players who said they were sexually assaulted by teammates. Terms of the settlement were released on the state's open records site today. Deuce Benjamin and his father, William, who was a co-defendant, will receive $4.125 million, while the other plaintiff, Shaq Adenois, will receive $3.875 million. And agreeing to the settlement, the New Mexico State Board of Regents does not admit liability. The funds will come from a state risk management insurance policy and is not expected to directly impact the school's annual budget or athletic budget. And uh, I won't go into the details of what happened uh, it happened quite a while and i'm sure most of our these players probably may, know the, but it was these it was players terrible. families are getting uh was this like a bullying type deal or or hazing it went yeah it was hazing incident? but it went yeah. way beyond you know just, well, yeah 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 i know it's just it's crazy stuff but 
Are you these are the players that it happened to yes. that are getting these settlements? Okay. Yes. Okay. A combined seven or eight million in settlements, and um, yeah, these hazing things, man, that used to be rampant in fraternity life, especially. You know it happens with teams, um, but like anything, you know, sometimes some of that stuff's kind of fun and harmless, and but people can always take it too far. And the New Mexico State case, I. I mean, bunch of stuff. I don't even know if it's related to the other New Mexico State story, which, uh, I mean, that, that whole team, uh, Aaron, fell apart last year. You remember that? They had to, like, stop their season. And I can't remember if any of this is related, but this, that, you know, obviously that stuff didn't help. And then last year it just got more and more. Uh, it snowballed to the point where they had to literally close down the program, not because of COVID, but because they just, like, their, their program spun out of control. Scary, scary stuff for sure. All right, that is Campus Confidential. Good stuff, Aaron, as we continue on. And uh, 5 o'clock hour will be a lot of fun. We'll hear from former Baylor baseball coach Steve Smith. And next, we got a little our Rangers baseball talk. That is next. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Attention farmers and ranchers. You want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254 888 It's Agritech Animal Health. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at FixItJimmy.com. It's the 4th of July sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco, and the deals couldn't be hotter. Shop the greatest selection of inventory in Central Texas and save big on Ram trucks. Now offering 10% off MSRP on a new 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab. Or get 2.9% for 72 months. The choice is yours. Plus an extra $500 bonus cash to first responders. Allen Samuels in Waco is the place to shop Ram trucks. Visit or browse online at allensamuelsdcj.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? 
If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show rolling on a Wednesday afternoon. Steve Smith, some uh, Baylor baseball talk coming up, uh, and that's uh, that'll be fun. That will be fun to visit with him, and we had a great visit yesterday. I want to share a little bit more with you on that front, and uh, there's uh, there's some news floating around out here. Aaron, I thought you'd like this, uh, NBA-wise, and, uh, oh, two couple things involving the Mavericks. Aaron, you might have seen this news that came out this afternoon, Ramona Shelburne reporting for ESPN. Kyrie Irving wants to look around, wants to go take some visits, wants his forever home, wants to find his forever home, and... Um, Aaron, a guy that has talked about the world being flat and the, you know, obviously had the huge thing and the huge uproar and he wouldn't get, uh, you know, vaccinated so he couldn't play, which is fine, which, you know, everybody has to make their own choice. But he went from, let's see, he was unhappy with the Cavs. Then he ends up with the Celtics. He was was unhappy there. Then he went to Brooklyn Nets and uh, unhappy there. Then he got traded to the Mavericks, seemingly somewhat happy with the Mavericks. But now, a day after we hear that, oh, he's choosing, he's going to change to number 11. He wants number 11 with the Mavericks. And people thought, that's a good sign. As we said with Cooperstein the other day, the voice of the Mavs, there's never, you can't ever trust him. You can't, yeah, I mean, again, he, he, he's never happy. So it is laughable for him to come out, Aaron, and say, this next place, I want to I want to spend the rest of my career. I want to spend the rest of my career. <laughs> it's like somebody in radio that's had like 17 different jobs. Not me. I've had a few, but not that many. But it's basically saying, well, this is where I want to stay forever. Or the coaches that, that hop all around, this is where I want to retire. We're, we're trained to go, that's ridiculous when we hear that. Kyrie Irving now saying that I want to be somewhere the rest of my career. Aaron, do you think there are there people, are the teams out there dying to have Kyrie Irving? He's still very talented, but he's like one of the bigger headaches in the NBA. It's always something. He's either unhappy, he's not trying as hard, he's mad about the pandemic stuff, he's makes an anti-Semitic tweet or something like that. It's always something. Aaron, 
do you, as a Mavericks fan, do you do you want him to stay based on he is an elite player? He's still a top 20 player probably in the NBA. I wouldn't call him a top 10 player. He's certainly top 20. I mean, he's more help to the Mavericks than not. If they don't have him next year, Aaron, who would they replace him with? That's I mean, who's going <laughs> to – I mean, there's no, there's nobody – I mean, the, the – the, the, it could have been Batman and Robin, and Robin was Brunson. And they let him get away, and Brunson has become the alpha male in New York uh, with the New York Knicks. I didn't think that was going to happen. It absolutely has happened. I, I don't know, Aaron. I mean, like, it's kind of like the devil you know over the devil you don't know. I still don't think we know Kyrie that well with the Mavericks, though. So it's hard to call him the devil you know. Um, Aaron, I – I guess you have to sign him. You have to throw the huge money at him. Do you think he's just kind of bluffing around, goofing around right now, or do you truly think he's going to be looking around and possibly try to land somewhere else other than the Mavericks? I think it's probably about 80% a negotiating ploy, and then the rest is he's hoping that maybe someone will offer him a max contract for the, the full length. That way he can use that as still use that as leverage against the Mavericks. Or if it's a place that he likes better with maybe a player that he wants to play with more than Luca, although he hadn't said anything publicly anywhere close to that, then maybe I, I think you're right though. I think they have to sign him. They gave up a lot of assets and if you let him go, you're basically letting him go for nothing. And that's two first round picks in the last year that you've traded away for players that are now gone because Christian Wood, who they traded a first-round pick to the Rockets to last year, is going to be gone as well. So if Kyrie leaves, then you don't have any assets hardly to get better players. So, And Mark Cuban, you, you, you brought up Jalen Brunson, which was a great point. Mark Cuban over the weekend basically said – more resigned than happy that he learned his lesson with Jalen Brunson and that basically they have to sign Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's accurate. Now, Aaron, I thought you'd like this news coming out of San Antonio today. Victor Wimbanyama, Aaron, have you seen this? He, uh, he is, uh, they, they measured him with no shoes on, just socks. I believe he did have socks on. The official height for the number one pick in this year's draft, seven feet, three and a half inches. All right. That was measured without shoes per NBA guidelines. That's a half inch taller than Wimbanyama was, than he said he was in October when he was in Vegas for two exhibition games. And his official height then, he said, was 2.21 meters. Uh, He's now nearly... 2.23 2.23 meters, Aaron. I guess that's how they measured in France, which makes sense given that he was 18 then and he's turned 19 and is reasonable to think he might have a bit of growing left. Um, so he's been listed uh, various sites as anywhere between 7'2 and 7'5. The NBA had listed him at 7'4 in the league's guide for last year's draft. It, the the Seven three and a half figure puts Wimbanyama on pace to be the NBA's second tallest player this coming season. 
Aaron, who is the tallest player in the NBA if Victor Wimbanyama is the second tallest? Oh, wow, I should know this. <laughs> well, you know this player. I could give you a big hint. He used to play for the Mavericks. You really should get this. Who's he currently play for? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I mean, maybe like the Rockets or somebody, but I, I can't say for sure. Boban. Oh, Boban, yeah. <laughs> Marjanovic. At 7'4". He's officially at 7'4", making him the league's tallest players. And the, the next third tallest is Kristaps Porzingis. All right. And uh, uh, all right. So I, th- I thought you would appreciate some, uh, uh, some news on that front. Now, Rangers 7'05 tonight. And... This is going to be kind of interesting to um, monitor with uh, with the Rangers because uh, I, you know, I they had a little bit of a, a backtrack here recently and lost three games in a row, four out of five. And Aaron, quite honestly, it didn't hurt them in the standings. They still have a uh, a five game lead going into yesterday. Now, I mean that. Interestingly, um, Josh Young and Leody Tavares were both given off days on Tuesday until they weren't. Aaron, did you see that? Um, they kind of were given off days, and then I, I think they got thrown into that game. Um, and let's see. Zeke Duran and Josh Young each delivered big hits in that game yesterday. Uh, Duran's was the game winner. Tied at 3-3 in the bottom of the eighth inning, Duran ended a 12-pitch at bat, one that included six foul balls, uh, with a go-ahead 430-foot home run to left field. Sparked a five-run inning for the Rangers as Corey Seager, Nathaniel Lowe, and Adelise Garcia each drove in a run. Um, I mean... Duran, that exit velocity says 107.8 mile per hour missile. And um, Josh Young said of Duran, Josh Young's quickly, even at a young age, kind of becoming one of the voices for this team. You know, Simeon and Seeger, as great as they are, aren't that vocal in the clubhouse or anything like that. Young (coughs) does not hold back. His quote was, that at-bat changed the game. I know it gave us the lead, but you have a guy that gets in at-bat like that. It's a catalyst for the offense. It's going to spark it, and hopefully it gets us rolling from now on. And Young uh, had been scheduled for a day off. He pinch hit for Travis Jankowski in the sixth inning with Garcia in scoring position after he walked. Um, I mean, it's Young worked an eight-pitch at bat and then hit a splitter uh, for a single to the right side to tie the game at 2-2. I find it interesting, Aaron. I mean, Bochy's – I kind of like Bochy because there are managers who believe when you're going to give somebody an off day – 
You give them an off day. Aaron, I could make a joke, but I'm not going to do it right now. You, you, <laughs> you follow through with it, and that's the off day. And uh, in this case, Bochi said, you know what? Yeah, wanted to get you an off day, wanted to rest you, get you a chance, but we got to win this game. We got to win this game. And, uh, and he, he jolted Young back into position, and Young just continues to deliver. And I, I'm, uh, I, I, it's, this, is a, this is a lot of fun right now, just watching this team watching how they handle everything, and, uh, and I, uh, I like it. And, again, the, uh, um, the news I was talking about earlier in this segment, um, this whole Kyrie Irving situation, you know, a lot of times local news will kind of play this down, kind of act like, well, we know. We knew he was going to go talk to people or whatever. They, they really thought he was going to be pretty laid back and just not really look at anything and, and, and sign with the Mavs. I don't exactly know what he's going to kind of trying to accomplish because he's going to get enormous money, and because of um, the way this is structured, nobody can give him as much money as the Mavericks. The only reason he would leave, Aaron, is because he thinks he could win a title uh, somewhere else. And, you know, he won a title with LeBron, and what did he do? He wanted out. He did not, and that, and maybe, Aaron, I'm talking myself into this. You know what I'm thinking about? Because with Luka, he knows he's second fiddle to Luka. Maybe he can't, I, I don't know. I don't know if he can totally accept that. It's hard for star players um, to, and in fact, Aaron, in the uh, morning news today, I was reading this. Here's the, it says, Irving's fallout in Brooklyn has been well documented, and so they went ahead and documented Injuries, unexplained personal sabbaticals, missing nearly the entire season for not complying with the COVID-19 mandates. Eight-game suspension for promoting on social media a film with anti-Semitism. February trade request, seven months after the Nets gave him permission to seek a sign-and-trade deal when they refused to agree to a long-term extension unless the contract included stipulations for game availability. Aaron, he he wouldn't sign a deal that he would show up and play basketball. Imagine that. Imagine an NBA player saying, nah, I'm sorry. If you're going to try to put a clause in that actually makes me show up and play all the time, I think I'll pass. I think I'll pass on that opportunity. All right, it's the Matt Mosley Show. It's ESPN Central Texas. To let you hear a little bit from former Baylor coach Steve Smith. We'll do that next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. 
The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. It's the 4th of July sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. They've got all the options to shop the greatest selection in Central Texas. Get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with $5,500 in total values or a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with total values up to $6,000. If that's not enough, get a 2023 Jeep Compass 10% off MSRP plus an extra 500 bonus cash for first responders. Allen Samuels in Waco. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at FixItJimmy.com. The Real Texas Gun Show is Saturday, July 1st and Sunday, July 2nd at the Mel County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. Vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The variety at the show is extensive, and oftentimes if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll find hunting gear, collectibles, lots of ammo, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, July 1st, 9 to 5 in July 2nd from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Steve Smith joining us, former Baylor baseball coach. Steve, that might have been a song that was big with Baylor baseball back in your day right there. And everybody would kind of jump around, time to get ill, time to, you know, there's a that was a big deal. I mean, that was good music back in the day how are you welcome back to the mosley show well thank you but i think that i i heard that song first at baylor football um <laughs> i can still I, I can still see the dudes jumping around on the sideline uh waiting to go in but hey before we talk baseball let's talk weather you guys are smoking over there right now um i got you beat by 10 degrees here on the cool side so Man, whatever you do, stay hydrated. It's are really you in? Uh, I appreciate the weather report. Are you in Auburn right now? Auburn, Alabama, uh, and and it, let's see if it's ten degrees cooler. I mean, I would say in Central Texas today, it has not been as hot in Central Texas as it was in the Metroplex, but still probably about one hundred two, one hundred three. So you're saying out Auburn, out that direction, Alabama, we're talking low nineties. Is that about where you are? We're sitting. We're sitting an average fastball right now, uh, ninety. Uh, you're sitting at a hundred. So, and and there it feels like. Uh, I think it feels like one oh nine. All right, for whatever, however, however they measure that. Uh, 
you know, our fastball is up to 95, I think. But anyway, we can move on. I just, I look no. at that and I go, oh my gosh. I mean, that is just, that's just, that's just hot. Smoking. Who was your, who was your weather guy when you were at Baylor? Like who, was there one of those <laughs> local meteorologists that you, you trusted more than any other, or would you kind of watch the radar on your own? If I thought long enough, I could think about that one guy who was around forever. Rusty? Maybe it was Rusty yeah, or was a... It was, yeah. It was, yeah, it was Rusty. And, you know, I've got an app now that I actually, I actually picked up on this app in the last five or six years that I heard on a Ranger broadcast. And it, it, it's, really, it's called Rain Aware. And I, I use this now. They use it, you know, at the big league games to know when to pull the tarp and, you know, kind of how much time they've got until it's going to rain again. And, and when I first heard about it, uh, I started uh, testing it, you know. And, you know, the, the handful of places I've worked since then, I've, I've used it a lot because it's pretty accurate and it's cheap. It's free. Uh, and it'll tell you, you know, like right now, I'm looking at it over here, and it says next three hours, perfectly dry. Um, mm. Nearest rain. Nearest rain to here right now is 112 miles to the southeast. Or is that? Does it tell you, does it tell you, like, uh, what town it's raining in? I can go on the, I go on the, uh, the energy and see that. <laughs> um, so that would be southeast here, 112 miles. That's in... I mean, you're almost in a panhandle of Florida, probably. Um, but anyway, enough <laughs> with the weather. I like it. No, I like it. Now, how is Omaha? Uh, not even just weather-wise, the whole scene there. You were in and out uh, for a few days. You had meetings, that board of directors for the American Baseball Coaches Association. You've been on there for quite a few years. But, um, but Steve, you're... You're you're kind of one of the young pups, aren't you? I mean that that's a group that boy you you don't have seniority till you've been about thirty forty years on that thing. And I think you've been on there about twenty years. Um, did y'all have good meetings and did you enjoy your time in Omaha? Do you like this? Do you like where they play it now? I mean, like what's that what's that atmosphere um, like as opposed to where they used to do it? Well, Rosenblatt was great. A lot of history there. Played it there for maybe 50 years. Um, so it's been in the new ballpark since 2011. Yeah. And, of course, you know, 2011 and 2012 are two of the most painful memories I have as a coach at Baylor. And so I remember when that ballpark opened. It's really nice now. It's much more playable in terms of offense. I mean, when they – when they first built it, it was turned around the opposite direction. So most of the time, you know, in this time of the year there in Omaha, the prevailing wind would be coming in. And this this year, and particularly the last couple of days, the winds were out. Um, but they've done so many things. They've changed the ball, changed the bat, done a lot of things since around 2013 to bring the home run back into the game. At, at that, you know, at that venue. And obviously it was a huge part of, of the thing this year. And, but I will tell you, you know, it gets hot in Omaha and 
this year, you know, I was there for the, the Friday, the two games on Friday, the two games on Saturday, and the first game on Sunday when it opened. So I saw everybody play at least once. And it wasn't near as high. I thought the weather was, and, they, and I've heard them comment, they, they might have had to stop play maybe one time for a lightning delay. And they never saw rain, so it never got too, you know, they never had to, they never had to pull a tarp, which is really unusual. I mean, this thing goes on for, you know, 10 days or so, and, you know, it's never had to, so it was really, it was well, it just, it just moved well. And the games, the games are incredible. Uh, You know, the first two days when I was there, I think every game was decided in the ninth inning. Um, you know, the only games that really just kind of got out of hand are these last two games, you know, in the between uh, Florida and LSU. You know, Florida had their way in game two, and LSU had their way last night. And other than that, everything was really, you know, was, it went down to whoever was sitting in the bottom of the ninth had a, had a real, had an advantage until the last couple of days. Now, you saw LSU in person earlier in the season. And I, I, I'm kind of curious, did you know, hey, this thing could be a juggernaut? Obviously, they got great history. Or when you saw them, were they not totally clicking yet? What was your impression of LSU during the conference season? And then, of course, when you got eyes on them in Omaha, how much had things changed by that point? Well, uh, I wouldn't say it changed a lot, but it did change some. And, you know, being here in Auburn, I saw their, their three-game series here. And I Auburn finished, I think Auburn finished third or fourth in the West. And they took two out of three from LSU here at home. And... And and then they went to they went to Florida. So the two teams that were in the finals, uh, Auburn was three and three with. Now, what all that what all that says is that man, everybody's good, and it's how you play in certain times, and it's really how your best players play, and that's the thing I think. You know, I was asked my buddies over here, you know, you know, they text me who you got. You know, who you got in the series. Before it started, before it started, I had Wake Forest winning their side, so they would beat LSU, and I had Florida winning their side. And, you know, I did that, honestly. It was a battle between my head and my heart on the on the Wake Forest-LSU thing. Uh, my heart wanted Wake Forest. They hadn't been in the thing in 50 years, and they were ranked number one almost the whole year um they went into the thing the number one seed uh so you know you just kind of my heart was going there but i'm telling you i've been in it long enough to it's very difficult to bet against lsu in the moment and uh it just is um don't ask me to explain that i do think that the belief factor you know, that, that players, there's probably, you know, the, the talent level, the talent level of talent is, is not that radically different from one team to the next, but the amount of confidence that, that guys bring to the field, uh, like I thought the big difference in, in yesterday's game, um, 
not not to not to pick on any one player, you know, but uh, Caglion, the guy who started for Florida on the mound, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's their he's their version of Jason Jennings. For those that remember Jason Jennings, Caglion's yeah. a, you know hit I don't know thirty two home runs I think on the year, and you know his pitching numbers I don't I think he had eight or nine wins. And a and a three ERA, which this year a three ERA is unbelievable. Well, that guy yesterday didn't get out of the second inning, and went zero for three at the plate with three strikeouts. So arguably, I mean, one of their mo- their very very best players had probably worst days had all year. Without, you know, who knows why? And it's not worth discussing why. I know he's. There's nobody. There's nobody hurting more about it today than he is. Nobody feels more responsible, or that he that you know he didn't help his team than that guy does. So I'm not. I'm not knocking it at all. I'm just the reality is for them to win, that guy had to do something, you know, because the best players on the other side, Dylan Cruz, went four for six. Tommy White went four for seven, and and Tommy White, he was a guy when they played here at Auburn. You know, they got him out of the portal from North Carolina State last year. He was a freshman there. He's a Florida kid, goes to North Carolina State. That's a little unusual to begin with. I mean, how did that guy get out of the state of Florida? You know, he goes there for a year. And, you know, when I'm watching him play in person, I loved him. Uh, I don't know that I would want to coach him, but I loved him. I mean, he's got more chains on. He, he looks like he, he's, he was born at the Mardi Gras parade. And, <laughs> but, but the guy can – he can play and he can hit. I mean, he can really flat out hit. And, you know, he had over 100 RBIs on a team with Dylan Cruz. You know, I heard him, I heard uh, the guys on the call in the games talk about his average, twice average when Cruz reached base, was over 600. That's unbelievable. And Cruz reached base in every single game they played this year. And that's equally is unbelievable. So, you know, now LSU deserve all the credit in the world because they went into this final three-game series really at a, at a pretty distinct disadvantage. You know, they had to play an extra game. Steens had to go, you know, pitch that last game to, to get to the championship series. And so for him to ever see the mound, you know, it was going to be last night, and it was going to be in a short, you know, stint. And they never had to use him. I mean, they were so – their guys stepped up so much, you know, in the last three games, they never had to use the guy. And I, I think that's just incredible, honestly. And, you know, seeing him in person, both here at Auburn and at Omaha, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a really – I mean, it's a really interesting, special kid. And, you know, I don't know who's going number one. Um, it's kind of a decision, I think, with uh, – I don't even know who's got number one. Who's got it? But whoever's got it has got to make a decision. Do they want position player or do they want a pitcher? Because they've got – I mean, really, Cruz could go first if they want a position player. Uh Games could go first if they want an arm, and they could probably, you know, everybody thinks you can go straight to the big leagues and pitch. It's not that easy. Um, but he probably can help somebody 
uh, pretty yeah. quick. The, 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 the position player usually takes a little bit longer, but, you know, but even Florida, Wyatt Langford, their center fielder, um, I mean, that guy's 225 pounds out there playing center field and, and, uh, and he might can be, he might can beat Cruz in a race, uh, running. So there was just so much talent, <laughs> so much, so much older talent. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's older. The, the game's older. I, I, uh, part of it's COVID, you know, the part of it's that part of it's the portal, you know, but the whole thing kind of mixed together, you know, it's, it's, it's the, play, the team with the older players, you know, has got an advantage. I'm looking at LSU's lineup and I don't, and I don't think they had a, I don't think there's a freshman in that lineup. Uh, I know the one pinch hitter, and, and when they do play a freshman, he don't look like a freshman. He looks like a, a freaking grown man. Um, so, anyway, all right. You know, ha- I, I'm kind of no, I'm kind of curious, Steve. How many College World Series teams you actually thought you had at Baylor? I mean, I, you talked about those painful reminders, 2011, 12. I was at those games. I mean, I was at Arkansas. We all remember all that. But I mean, those were amazing teams that you had. How many legit teams did you have in your run at Baylor that you thought, yeah, this is this is a college World Series team, and this team could actually do some damage in Omaha? Would you say, like, five of your teams? Like, what would you – or is that too much? I don't want to go overboard. What would, What probably, do you – That's probably too much. I thought – I thought 99, um, 99, we, you know, we're at home for Super Regional. We were ahead one game to nothing. Uh, we lose, uh, I can't remember the score on Saturday, but it wasn't a big, it wasn't a big loss. And then we, then we lose a one run game. We, we led that Sunday game, uh, into the eighth inning. Um, we didn't have at that point in the program, that's 98, we did not have the depth on the mound that we had in 05. Um, and it's all, and that really is so big. I mean, it's just, and it's gotten bigger because, you know, your, your starters are just not going to go, you know, used to, you got, you got three starters and the big deal is keep them all healthy. And, you know, a couple of guys out of the bullpen and you're good. And that, that, that ship has sailed that the hitters are too good. The intensity of the game is too much, um, so we didn't have the depth at that time. So I had to run. So Jason went back out there. Jennings went back out on on Sunday uh, to try to pitch us out of the out of the thing. I, you know, I I look at stuff like that. I got no criticism at that time back in '99 over that decision because. You know, it was Jason Jennings, and everybody just would make the assumption, you know, that's exactly who needs to be in a game. As I look back on that, I think it was a bad decision. Um, mm. You know, we were the home team, and I played my trump card really at a time that if it doesn't work, we're going to have a really hard time winning. And I didn't have to do that. Um, you know, and I don't want to relive all the others, but there's, there's, there's others that, 99 could have 03. 03 was a really, really good offensive team. Again, we won on Friday at, at LSU. Stephen White threw us into the ninth inning. He walked off the mound to a standing ovation 
at Alex Box, one of the one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Their people, eight thousand of them at the time, giving that kid a standing O. Uh, within forty days, his mother was passed away of an aneurysm. Mm. So the last thing she ever saw of her son was that. Wow. Uh, you know, we win that game. Uh, we go the next day, and this is a team with with David Murphy and. Chris Durbin, Lee, it was a really, really good offensive team. It was very good. You go back and look at the numbers in 03. They were very good offensively. Pitching was mainly young behind after Stephen White. Pitching was young. But we still, on the Saturday game, had a one-run lead in like the seventh or eighth. And they hit two solo home runs uh, off of two different relievers and took a one, and won that game by a run. And Murphy and, and we were the home team. Murphy and Durbin both flew out to the track, you know, in center field in that game. And the next day we just – we had a freshman, Mark McCormick, instead of the junior, Mark McCormick, that that stuffed Clemson in 05. You know, he got it handed to him in, uh, in 03 at LSU. But, you know, I still think we could have gone for sure in 11. Uh, the thing had kind of gone our way if we win that – if we win that game at Rice against Cal, we will come back to Waco and we'll host Dallas Baptist in a super regional. Uh, and then obviously in 12, we, we, you know, we've got a chance to win in both Saturday and Sunday's game and, uh, and don't get it done. And those are, those are really hard. Those kids, I mean, that's just really, really hard. Uh, but the 12th team, as good as it was, and it, it did get ranked number one at one point, the only, only time that's ever happened, it was the least talented of, of any of those other teams in terms of pro guys. I mean, obviously Max, Muncie's still playing, and Max even at that time was only a fifth-rounder. I mean, it wasn't like Max. You'd think, given the career Max has had with the Dodgers, and you don't think that guy had to be a first-round guy. He was a fifth-round guy. And – I think the highest draft pitcher we had, you know, was maybe in the 17th or 18th round. Um, So it's just amazing. That group really played so well together and pulled for each other. It it was like the 05 team uh, that did make it in that regard. Yeah, I love it. I love going down uh, memory lane with you and, uh, and I know, Steve, you're still kind of, you know, you've uh, been in the majors as a scout. You would still love to uh, to get back in. And so uh, I, I would only, I would think those trips to Omaha just fuel the fire even more. So you're telling me this, this NIL and, and portal and everything that's changed over the years hasn't got, you know, still ha- hadn't put out your fire. You still would like to get in there and, and, um, and have one more go at it? Yeah, I, I, you know, I was at Tennessee Tech. I was at Auburn in 18 and 19, and we went to Omaha in 19. And then I went to Tennessee Tech right in front of COVID, so we didn't play hardly at all in 20. And then I was there in 21. And then I left to go work for the Detroit Tigers in player development. So I wasn't, I wasn't in scouting, but I, I was in player development. And I, I did it because – you know, I wasn't leaving college baseball to go to pro baseball. I was I was leaving the situation I was in at Tennessee Tech, and I thought I would learn. I, I, I would grow much more as a coach over a couple of years of doing that with Detroit, and that's what I did. And 
and I did learn it was like a PhD program and all of the analytics and all of the data stuff people argue about and talk about these days. Um, so I feel like, you know, both on the, mainly on the pitching side, because that's what I was doing. You know, I, I have somewhat set myself apart. I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm not a, I don't even like the word old school, but I, I've, I've been to that school. I know what that school looks like, but, and I don't even really like new school, but I've been to that school too. And what I've really learned in all of that is that there's no such thing. It's changing every day. And so you're really just in school. And I, I don't fight that. I enjoy that. The, the, the uh, you know, I do. I, I, I love the game. Uh, I love watching guys be successful at the game. I love kind of being able to steward their journeys a little bit. Um, you know, the, the difference, Augie Grito said something years ago that he was trying to describe the difference between amateur baseball or he actually specifically college baseball and professional baseball. And he described it like this. He said, college baseball uses the game for the betterment of the player. And professional baseball uses the player for the betterment of the game. And the first time I heard him say that, I thought that is so true. And, and it's not, it's not a criticism of either. It's it's the reality of both. And so, you know, I've been on both sides of that. And I know in my heart, I see the game more as a means to an end and not an end in itself. And when you're in professional baseball, it's an end in itself, as it should be. It's the job. And you're there to win, and you're there to win championships and put people in seats. College baseball, you know, yes, winning's part of it, needs to be part of it. Who would, who would, who would work to not win? But, you know, I just always felt like, you know, we would always be about winning, but we would never only be about winning. And, you know, that's where, that's where noise gets in the way. I mean, that's where, that's where the, you know, the, the chat rooms and the internet stuff, you know, and if you're in the bigger, the bigger the arena, the tougher it is to live by that. Um, you know, it just is the expectations and people lose, you know, they, they kind of lose their concept of what it's all about and, you know, I think I banked on a long time. I banked on the institution that I was working for being stronger than that and not mm-hmm. getting caught up in that. But what I've learned is institutions are really just people. And in some cases, only a couple. And, you know, it's just the way it, it's the way it goes. And I understand that. But for me, college baseball is where this where I'd like to finish. And, you know, right now, people ask me all the time, they say, how old are you? And I go, well, I'm somewhere between 45 and 50 feet. And they stare at me. They do. They stare at me as they, as they should. They go, what are you talking about? And I look at them and I say, I throw BP from somewhere between 45 and 50 feet. And that's all that really matters. And I said, the day I can't do that, then my age will be a big factor. Well, but, you know, you know, I, I, yeah, I I uh, I think you could still do it and uh, still do it at a high level and uh, would love to see you get another uh, shot at it. And, uh, in fact, Paul Maneri's coming on with me here in a little while. And uh, there's a guy that, you know, I, he doesn't know if he's quite finished 
Now I'll tell you how old he is. He's about sixty-five years old, and Miami yeah, was still. T- yeah, yep. that's all that. <laughs> you, I was. Uh, you tell him I said hello. Okay. Uh, Paul and I have been friends a long time, and when I saw that he was he had gone down there to interview, I said, "Add a boy." You know, <laughs> you know, and Paul Paul's got a lot of roots in Miami, going back to his yeah. dad, and and he'll be great. I'm glad you're having him on. He'll be he's, he's yeah he's really he's an awesome guy. Well, let's let's stay in touch. It's fun having you. Love. I thought College World Series. I thought of you. And I thought, man, I'd love to visit with him, uh, Steve. And I was so glad to find out you were there watching it. A great perspective. Always love having you on. And, uh, Steve, appreciate it and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Matt, I appreciate you, brother. And, you know, for for my friends in Central Texas, I'll just say Sikkim. Nice, nice. There he is, Steve Smith, a Sikkim from Steve Smith. I like it. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Car has the trucks, man. They have the one for you. Crew cap, short or long bed, silver, black or blue. Texas size selection, great prices too. Richard Carr, he has the truck for you. Car has the trucks, man. He has the truck you need. If you want the best truck, you want a GMC. Texas size selection, great prices too. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-Delicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. 
Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person -person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. That is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, interesting uh, bit of news coming out uh, uh, earlier today. And uh, this was Mac Rhodes going on Sikkim and... Um, saying that the baseball program has uh, donations coming in of $3.8 million and that somebody made a seven-figure donation. So help is on the way. We've documented these stories. Hamilton Oliver uh, has transferred now to West Virginia, the reliever, the uh, uh, our man Colby went to uh, Georgia, and he's a really nice player. And then Will Rigney went to Texas. And so it's just been a frustrating time for a program that's trying to turn things around. Mitch is trying to get things turned around. And not everybody's pulling on the rope right now. you got people. And that's the portal world, man. People looking for the escape hatch. Uh, and, again, everybody does it for different reasons. I don't really begrudge, folks. But the Bears have to kind of get this thing rolling. And so – for Mitch and his gang and Baylor administration, uh, whoever helped raise this and whoever the – I've kind of texted around trying to find um, out who it was. We'll try to get that for you and uh, and maybe talk, and uh, we'll have some of that maybe knowledge tomorrow. But a uh, really good news, some positive news on the uh, Baylor baseball program. $3.8 million. Uh, is headed the way of the baseball program, and uh, that will be put to good use. There's uh, uh, there's certainly need of a facelift uh, with Baylor Ballpark and just some of the facilities. At one point, I know they were going to do some new things, uh, maybe with the clubhouse, the whole shebang. So uh, I think this will go. This will be great for the Bears, and uh, this comes as very welcome news as uh, we react to all this all right um man lots uh lots to get to there at the very end thanks for everybody that's been a part of the joe hoyt was really good at the Dallas morning news steve smith former uh, baylor baseball coach on today and now the bears the money is coming in so hopefully the bears will get things moving in the right direction and uh, get out there get some nil money spent get some players in the portal and put this thing together let's go mitch um, everybody have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody. It's time now for today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Here's John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, we'll hear from former Baylor one-and-done standout, Keontae George, drafted last week in the first round of the NBA draft. 
That's straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Hi, this is John Morris for Green Eye Associates. Let Green Eye Associates doctors Leanne Green and Avery Platt help you see Waco clearly. Their experienced team enjoys making your eye exam fun, easy, and accurate, providing trustworthy and honest communication about your eyes and eyewear. Visit them on Lake Air Drive or at